Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Airbuds Podcast, a podcast that is happening today. My name is uh, J- uh, Jamel Johnson, and what, what's your name? It's Mike. My name is Mike. Welcome Hello. to the Airbuds Podcast. Happy basketball, everybody! Happy basketball to ye, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, you know what? Let's not fuck around at the top of this. I know you want to talk about Cat Williams, but you're going to want to talk about it with some of our guests that we have. We have a couple of very good guests. Uh, but before we introduce them. Uh, go to Airbuds. Uh, I'm sorry. Go to Patreon.com/slash/AirbudsPod. Five dollars a month gets you bonus episodes, gets you access to the Discord, gets you uh, gets you good feelings knowing that you're helping um, a couple guys that just lived through uh, various strikes last year. You know, two strikes, two bouts with neurovirus. Because <laughs> listen, okay, so I had it. January 1st, all right? But that I means paused it there because I knew you wanted to talk about your diarrhea. <laughs> it like, started last year. Like if I give him a year. second, he'll keep going. I got neurovirus <laughs> in March, all right? Then I got it December 31st. I got neurovirus twice in a year, all right? Help me. Help us. Help us help me. $5 a month goes through Jamel's flu shots. Uh, and then if you can't support us that way... Um, Go to Apple Podcast and Spotify. Give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate that. And now to our guests. Uh, today we have two very special guests. Please welcome returning champion Harry Moros and first-time champion Kofi Yeboa. Hello, guys. How's it going? What up, Doe? I was waiting for you to go first, Kofi. You were your first time. I don't, I don't want to step on any toes. Oh, this is one at a time. I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me. This is great. Uh, yeah, well, then, uh, Harry, of course, you've been on before. Kofi, it seems crazy that you've never been on. I feel like we've been following each other on and, and basketball Twitter for years now. You've, yeah, you've it's done like, our season prediction videos. NBA Twitter is interesting. It's like it's like you know of people for like years, but like might never like go on a podcast or interact or like ever see each other. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, I've been on Round Ball Rocks. Uh, 
uh, Reacher special series more than I've been on their actual basketball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's the special series? Uh, they just talk about homies' abs. They do a Patreon recap um, uh, series about Reacher, which is the worst. Jamal, have you seen Reacher? I did. I I saw two episodes of Reacher over the holidays. My uh, family in Oxnard loves Reacher. My aunt it's so far up your alley that I can't believe you haven't watched the whole thing. My aunt Donna loves gratuitous <laughs> violence. <laughs> She's a huge I, I fan. Good. My, my boy Frank uh, works on that show, and he uh, he does good things. So all the best for Reacher. Is I your boy Frank Reacher? <laughs> no, he's not. He's he, he works in the post department. Got it. The one I saw. The one episode I saw front to back ended with Reacher saying he wanted to throw a guy out of a, a helicopter, and I was like, "All right, got yeah. it." There, it is. It is. <laughs> it is like Law and Order if it was written by an eight-year-old that was obsessed with the military. <laughs> Damn, that is right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we brought uh, Harry and Kofi on because you guys both happen to be fans of the Detroit Pistons. Is that correct? And that, yeah. Yes. And, when we booked this, y'all had not won a game yeah. yet. When we booked this, y'all was in the middle of a historic losing streak, and then I got neurovirus, and then y'all won a game. But y'all are still some shit, so I think this interview is still very important. Okay, so, like, one thing about us being some shit, like, Benner, you're a Philly fan. Jamel, you're a Washington fan. I have Peter's no not here. Call. He's a Cavs fan. Three I'm of us have been part of, of this NBA. terrible like fucking streak. Like, <laughs> We're we're fan bases of the worst teams historically at some point, not like overall, but at some point we've all been there, and two of us are there right now. Three of us on this podcast. Yes, I I would consider myself there with you. I am y'all brothers in Christ. Uh, no, y'all I mean, are our breaking point. Losing by nineteen <laughs> to the Wizards was we because before before this before it started this we had a streak, but we had we had one game. We only had one game circled on the calendar. We we're like, all right. <laughs> Pistons Wizards. All right. This is it. This is the barometer. And then we lost. The Wizards emptied their bench on us, bro. That that was when we knew it was dismal times. Like super dismal. Damn, they let Johnny Davis play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forget who they let play, but I was like, I had to, I had to, I had to go through the roster. I was like, I have never seen this jersey number bro, in this team on this team. <laughs> Johnny Davis is way? down so bad, they don't even tag him in fit picks no more. I've seen him in pictures on they on they on they website where they do not tag him and he is smiling. On two K, he's under Jackie Davis. They don't even get the name right. Man. <laughs> he's, he's nobody, no, no, no face scan. Young, it's crit, yo. We, I like, I honest, I think the Wizards are the worst run team. I mean, I know they just got a new GM and stuff, so. Like, everything that's happening isn't the new guy's fault, necessarily. But I think, as a whole, we are probably the worst run team. And you guys are so just it's like, the ones losing the games. In, in like, well, I think there are a lot of reasons why the Pistons are losing. And every Piston fan knows why. And for some reason, the front office and the coaching staff doesn't know why. It's so crazy to see, this, like, a fan base so united on literally everything. I don't see much arguing about what they should do. Kofi, do you see any of that? Because I just see... This needs to change. This needs to change. We all got it. Okay. I think the this needs to change. This needs to change. I think we're all on board with that. I, but I think that a lot of Pistons fans shift 
but like there are a lot of camps being like who's most to blame right yeah, lot, yeah, or, yeah. Like, or like how much to blame whether it's like okay we we blame like 60 percent front office maybe like 30 percent money and then some people are like no money is doing some absolutely like miss frizzle level experimentation right where it's like we don't know what like but then but then for a lot of pistons fans it's a cycle where it's like hey money money's not doing a good job however money's not being given a good team players are set up to fail this is a situation where like a lot of people involved in the situation are just set up to fail that's what i think i feel i feel like when money came on the team he viewed it like you know, like NBA Jam. He saw Cade and Dern. He's like, I got these two. That's it. And then had no idea about anybody else on the team. Just those two players. And th- I mean, that's essentially all they have anyway at, at I mean, any point, depending on like what you want to see about it all. And he coaches the team like, um, you remember when you played uh, like soccer when you were like six or seven, where it's like no matter how good or zone. how bad, whether, whether no matter how good or how bad you play, like you were, everybody got to play. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like usually day in and day out. Where like you see players and you're like, this is not an NBA rotation player, but they're getting minutes. It, f- it feels like that sometimes, which like doesn't doesn't like bring hope to me, honestly. <laughs> do you think? Do you think if? If Monty was really Miss Frizzle and he made Alec Burks real tiny and they went on a tour through, like, let's say my large intestine, a man getting over <laughs> neurovirus, do you think that would get him to getting play over better? Get or... back on it, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you get it four more times, you're going to have immunity. I think Bill Maher said that. <laughs> no, I think you're constantly getting over not having neurovirus at this point. <laughs> it kind of seems that way. And I don't even be acting like that. It's really upsetting because as a fat person, you get blamed for every fart that gets heard and stuff. And it's like, I really be taking care of myself, dog. I really be taking care of myself. I don't know how this shit keep happening. I know it happens. You live with a teacher. <laughs> oh, I guess. Now you get real like that. Um, Is, are the, are the do, Pistons in the middle of tanking? Is it no, like they, no. th- so there's no there's no need for tank because there's no one to draft and also like uh they they expressly said we're gonna be good this year. They thought they were gonna be good this year. All the complaints that people had about the team, they're like, We can't we can't shoot. So they got as many shooters as they could. Granted, they got like the oldest, most injured shooters on the planet who aren't gonna see the floor at all, and they expected some of their players with shooting potential to do it, but it's just it's bad planet it's poor understanding of like what you need on a team and poor understanding of what chemistry is going to be like as far as these players go so like they're not trying to tank they're trying to win they just they just don't have the pieces they don't have they don't have nine they have maybe five which which is embarrassing in year four like in year four of like this whole project i think starting with the like the 2020 draft where you get you get Hayes, you get Stewart, you get Sadiq Bay. That's when everybody was like, and then you get Dwayne Casey and you're like, "Oh, we're not expected to win games." And this went on for 3 years. Dwayne Casey was like, "I'm good on this." And then leaves. Monty Williams comes in. And then the Pistons lose 17 games last year without Cade. So, I think there's I think there was an understanding in the front office being like, okay, K comes back, we get another top five pick. This is where we start to actually like turn the corner, but then it somehow got worse. Yeah. So I think I think part of it is the the NBA just has a ton of really good players at this point. Like every team has, you know, multiple fucking studs. And 
it's hard to be a very young team where your best players are your young players and no one plays defense at all. Plus they lost their assistant coach who like introduced the defensive scheme like right away, which is wild, uh, you know, but I, it, it just seems like no one knows what works best for your players who accentuate each other. And like everyone was riding high off the team USA stuff like, Oh, Caden Dern, they're going to be like this sick duo. And I mean, we've seen it. Kate put up monster performances. What? Two 40 point performances, 30 points, double digit assist on an absolute tear. No turnovers are low turnovers for him. And they still can't get it done. It, they, they just don't have enough. You got too much young, not enough good talent and not enough well-rounded talent on top of it. Can I ask you guys a question? You say sure. you got you say the Pistons are not tanking. So this is just true ineptitude on the team's part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they deserve to have a Colangelo forced upon them by the league? <laughs> Look, I would like, be over the moon if that happened cuz Troy Weaver <laughs> last, last year Troy Weaver sent he, he wrote a note to the fans being like, will be better, and then got Joe Harris and Monty Morris in free agency. Now, they're, like Joe Harris and Monty Morris, I have nothing against them, except Joe Harris is not in the rotation, and um, Monty Morris, we haven't seen him this year. Hasn't played. So, he hasn't, he hasn't he been in He tweets a lot about wanting to play. It, yeah, so I'm like, at this point, I, I'm like, okay. <laughs> he's you, just you, in Bali, just tweeting, like, hope I get the play soon. <laughs> puts his phone down. <laughs> Dude, he's yeah. in Flint. Like he's back. No, home. he's in Flint. He's at a high school gym right now. Like, damn, I want to play. He's he's drinking the water. He's like, this shit's better than the Pistons right now. This fucking blows, man. <laughs> it it's it's bad. But like, as far so when the losing streak started happening, I was like, okay, how did the Sixers get to where they're at from the process? Because I think that's the closest that you have is that you have this young team losing all these games consecutively. It's an inept front office. What are you going to do? But like, as much as Colangelo sucks. Well, okay. Right? Here's the he, difference, he though. This, the Sixers. The, the Sixers very clearly were like, we're losing on purpose. The Pistons are like, we're trying really hard to win. One hundred percent. That is yeah. that is the major yeah. like astounding difference. What, the only thing I'm saying is as far as like results go and like what you have. So you guys have Embiid, and Embiid's you know a a game changer. He's a uh, perennial MVP candidate. Uh, Cade is as close to that as we're going to get. And I, I mean, there were stretches even in last night's crazy OT game where Cade just absolutely took over. So it's like, okay, you got a piece. When Colangelo came in, what were what the major things he did? He got uh, like mad, mad traits, right? Uh, it was he basically, uh, Sam Hinkie had say what you will about him and his plan. I wasn't enthused about the process, but what he did do was accrue a massive stash of draft picks that uh, the Colangelo family immediately came in and destroyed. Right. But I mean, you like, again, you're, you're at where you're at now, right? You guys got Butler, you had Harris, you don't like Harris, whatever. He's, he's not good. Pistons fans want him so desperately. You're not going to like him either when he gets traded I, before I, February 9th. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand this obsession. Pistons are like, we want drama. We want to buy where we're Harris. At, yeah. But then, <laughs> You're remembering like years where you were mediocre when these players were at their peak. I don't want these dudes. I got no interest <laughs> in these dudes. Like, I, I, them then. I don't want Tobias Harris on the Wizards I, I, either, I but I love him. 
Now, Kofi, it's, you just you just said this is where we're at. I did I did notice something. At, yeah. Something I noticed about uh, your YouTube channel over the past month or so. You can kind of track where Piston fans have been at on the roller coaster of emotions by the title of your videos. Uh, so I'm gonna just about a month ago, you you posted a Pistons related video called "The Thing About Pistons." Blake Griffin. Now you, it seems like maybe you were just kind of musing about what happened with Blake. Maybe you were good old days. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about what how the Pistons were doing. They weren't that deep into their losing streak yet. Uh, a, a few videos later, the thing about Cade Cunningham. Uh, it seems like you may be just trying to find a, a thing to talk about <laughs> with the Pistons. Uh, five videos later, it can't get any worse for the Detroit Pistons, right? <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no, you what, had no game, idea what where game was, was that? <laughs> what game was? Oh, that was that was. I think that was a Celtics game, dude. I was on a flight that whole time, Oof. right? And the thing about that game is, you that game felt different because that game had hope right there there have been there have been games in this losing streak where it's like you play and beat you lose by 32 like i can i can leave at halftime and go do anything else with my life right where as a celtics we're we're up 19 at the half and i have never seen a lead evaporate so fast like but like i was like ref- i was like watching uh nba TV, like nba league pass on the plane so mm-hmm. i would have to like refresh the wi-fi every like so often and i the, and there was one time we refreshed and oh that's a one point game how what would happen I, I swear that i was not off the app for this long you know it, it, and i had and i had multiple pistons fans like at halftime text me I'm like i can't wait to see how this goes wrong right and it well, and it did yeah, it's what? the title I mean, of that video be, again was it can't get any worse for the Detroit, Detroit Pistons, right? <laughs> About a week later, the Detroit Pistons have hit rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. Was that the, the very game? next day? When will later. the Detroit Pistons <laughs> win again? The next video, the Detroit Pistons are embarrassing. <laughs> I love how much Benner loves misery. Look how happy he is saying this shit. This nigga's cheesing. <laughs> hey, I'm a Sixers fan. Uh, then you had uh, the tragedy of the Detroit Pistons. All caps, enough is enough, Detroit Pistons. <laughs> 23 yeah. losses in a row for the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons are not even tanking. 24 losses in a row for the Detroit Pistons. Oh, yeah. We, uh, were, we, were, at, we were in countdown territory yeah. when it hit 20. 25, 26, 27. The Detroit Pistons, how to break a fan base. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's one name that the was brought distance. up during this. How did this get even worse? <laughs> where, where are y'all at with Wingstop? Has anybody spoken to any reps from Wingstop? Are they good over there? I, I guarantee you people put on armor on the day they won that game. Because you know people were like in line like nonstop. Because that game went late. I and mean, everyone was just like mad, mad right to I don't even like Wingstop that much. I, I was on my way out of there. It's, but they're, I mean, they're fine. They, they backed up their business. They've been getting mad advertising. Oh, sure. Hey, Wingstop is, uh, Wingstop's better than your, your average, uh, fast food wing, I think. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kofi, sorry to revel in your misery as a Pistons fan, but as a Sixers fan, it just feels, I feel seen by you guys right now. I feel seen. it's It's all good. I think the thing that surprised me the most is how much I feel like Pistons fans didn't expect to get this much national attention at any point in this season whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
especially the fact where we were only given what four national TV games and like three of those were on NBA TV. And since then, three of them have been taken away from us, by the way. Um, mm. They uh, they got the they said uh, the Rockets, the Rockets uh, Pistons game has been taken off ESPN. That's how bad uh, the team is right now, which is astounding. But the fact that you hear a lot of people be like, I'm not even a big fan of sports and have like messaged me about like the Pistons streak and like this is history. And we were I think we were one lost away from becoming a Jeopardy question in like four years, which would have been absolutely demoralizing for me just on like a random like Tuesday, just being like reminded about how bad as someone wins eight hundred dollars. And I'm just sitting there like, wow, I can't believe that happened, dude. That's crazy. Well, let me ask you this, okay? Dude, that was the craziest <clears throat> thing to me. Oh, People ahead. wanted that record. I'm like, why Why would you want – just get this win. Don't don't be this team. We I wanted to keep going. I wanted to keep going. I wanted to keep going because at the time, like during the losing streak, I felt like the outward pressure, the outward negative pressure or negative press of the team would – my like my the hope in the back of my head would like be like hey i hope that these losses will spur some sort of like waking up of the front office and if they won that they would be like oh we're turning it around and then stop continue to do nothing because yeah. they haven't because during this like streak they really haven't said much right tom gore's speaking to the press was a big deal and even then he was like We've done everything aside from winning. We give back to the community, and everyone's like, "Dude, what are you? What are you saying right now?" Man? <laughs> I mean, charges the community to make phone calls. Yeah, so it's like weird that I'm just like, and if the it feel it makes me feel sad whenever because after every game, it, it was sad to see Cade Cunningham go to the podium, and he taught and he the way he talks about it makes it feel like he's shouldering the burden. When you know that this is his, this is not a situation that he is set up to win in any capacity, and it's it sucks that way. I mean, you know that that that, that lottery pick mentality. He obviously feels like he put the buffs on, and he was like, "I'm one of you now." But I agree with your <laughs> logic, though. Like, you got to hit rock bottom for real. I mean, that's what happened with the Sixers. The Sixers weren't really losing on purpose. The Sixers were inept, and then somebody said, hey, let's tell them we're losing on purpose. That was not <laughs> their first plan, dog. They had to hit that point. I mean, and, no, this <clears throat> Sam Hinkie, three years before the 26-game losing streak, uh, Sam Hinkie literally said, we're losing on purpose. Okay, what happened a year before that? Were y'all drafted good? drafted Joel Embiid, and then he sat out two years Okay. Oh, you mean, oh, you're thinking of before Sam Hickey said it? Yeah, they were, was this the a mid-team. team good? They were a playoff See, team, yeah. Mean. That was the Andre Godala Lou Williams year. They were just like a seven seed that were going nowhere before Sam Hickey. Yeah, they were, they were like a purgatory team, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Like the the Pistons did that for – there are only so many – like, like eight. There are only so many eight to 12 picks that you could watch go to a team, be asked like – to do higher than their actual output, and then they go to another team and like you forget, are actually in the role. You forget you're talking to a Wizards fan. I've seen all the eight to twelve <laughs> all picks. That, all the eight, eight to twelve picks, bro. The, the doldrums, man. I've seen also, them all. Those, those eight, those eight to twelve picks were all trash. The like Dinwiddie and uh, Chris Middleton, they were late. I think second rounder dudes. So we're not even talking yeah. about like your first picks with these teams. The the ineptitude of the drafting from. Like you know, post going to work, Pistons 
up until I think Weaver's actually drafted good players. Uh, with the exception of 2020, I think 2020, I mean, 2020 is a crazy strikeout, especially considering <laughs> all the players that were in that draft. But like, I love Kate. Kate, I think Kate's an incredible player. I love Asar. I, yeah. mm-hmm. I got, I got so many thoughts on the Asar situation uh, Oof, right now. Yeah. I really, I, I really like Ivy. Uh, and I think Dern's a good player. Uh, I, I like him a lot too. And I, and I like Sasser. I think Sasser's solid as well. Hey, so Dern, Dern was wilding last night. What was he doing trying to ride Walker Kessler like that? Uh, I, I, <laughs> that was incredible. He's trying to press girls at the pool, dude. That's a chicken this fight. Is, I've been there. This is, <laughs> losing, okay, so that brings me to my next thing. I don't think he's acting like that if they're not in the middle of being one of the worst teams ever. Okay, wait. I, you know let me, let me, let me explain crazy. to the listeners who might not have seen it. Uh, during the, the, the Pistons' loss to the Jazz last night, um, Jalen Duren went up for a crazy dunk. Uh, it was really beautiful. And then... He kind of swung around and put his legs around Walker Kessler's shoulders and proceeded to ride him like a chicken fight down the court for about five feet before Kessler just threw him to the floor. I think he just wanted to see if Kessler would block him there, too. (laughs) He just kind of gently laid him a little. I don't know. I just I feel like every time they score, it's like a frustration reaction, no matter what the score in the game is. Every bucket the Pistons get is like, man, fuck. You know when you're playing pickup and you're getting beat bad and then you finally score. Yo, Harry, of course you don't know. (laughs) Of course you don't know, Harold. You're getting beat. It's a game of 15. It's it's 4 to 12. You've gone 0 for 6 and then you hit your seventh shot and then your reaction is like, man, fucking fuck. Even though you just made a shot. That's how I feel about every Pistons possession though. It's like even if we do something good, it's futile. You, I, I mean the I, thing I, is they 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 know that the stretch where they're gonna get boned is coming. I think that's in their mind constantly at this point this year. The 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 Monty Williams all bench lineups have like are like notorious for like fans that like hey whatever semblance of progress that you guys have made in this quarter is going to be undone right now like that's that's what the vibe is and that's the 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 thing that is that the win that we broke the streak that was our like one of our best bench performances like of the year and that it takes that because it un, other than that like monty williams keeps making platoon changes and then like another team will be like hey if we just leave like one or two starters in we're gonna erase this run like a racist lead, you know, it's infuriating. Uh, do you worry about Cade and Duran's like mental long term? Because I assume there's a few people that y'all want to stay. There's a lot of things that should go and hopefully they do. But for the key guys, is this like a thing where you're like, man, are they going to be able to recover from this year? I'm worried about Ivy and Asar a little bit. I'm worried about them more than Cade and Duran because the the thing is about Monty is that Monty is doing a lot of experimentation and some of it is forced and some of it is just his own like will. I think the Pistons have had like 18 different starting lineups this year. Wow. Um, And some of it is due to injury. I think we had we had Bogey was out, you know, Durham was out, Stewart's been out, Killian Hayes has been out, Livers has been out. Like we've had all of those. But then sometimes he'll do these just like this person needs to play. So that for recently, 
Marvin Bagley's been getting a do not play coach decisions for, in favor of James Wiseman. And Monty Williams is just like, James Wiseman just needs a stretch of games to play. And that's that's the quote. And we're just like, uh, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> if I don't know, it if again, it, it goes back to the YMCA little league like thing where it's like this this kid needs an inning to play because the league requires it. That's in the rule book. You have to play every. You know, it feels like yeah. that. And his dad I, might run up on me. Parents <laughs> <laughs> like, really touch you. I I feel like they don't know when to cut bait on some of these players. Like, like everybody else knows. And I've been trying so hard this season to not talk too much shit about the players because, you know, I, I know they've been there. I've been very negative about Burke's play, but the dude, the dude is good when he's on. Like yesterday he was crazy. The game before that, yep. he was pretty solid. It, but like, if it's not working, it's not working. And they have, I'll, I'll just I'll name the names of the people they just need to cut bait on. It's Killian's got to go, mm. Livers has got to go, Wiseman's got to go, and like Bagley's been playing well, but he's probably got to go because he's just redundant. Jalen Dern. So like they have three version like photo negatives of the same center, and none of them play defense. So it's it, it it's just it's just tough because like you said, you, you just want to give all these people all this time, but it's it's hurting literally everybody else. And when it comes to like the Asar stuff, when you're talking about the old bench lineup with him on it, he was doing great with the starters because Cade knew when to look for someone who's cutting, which, by the way, 90% of the people don't expect the ball when it's coming their way from Cade, which is crazy. <laughs> Just, like, have your hands up. And yeah. he did that. He's a, he's a great slasher. That's a different sort of floor spacing that I feel like just doesn't get discussed enough. And now he's playing with Killian and the Livers and Wiseman and, uh, and Burks. And it's... Like, no one's passing the ball. No one's looked to pass the ball. So he's in the corner waiting to get past the ball to shoot a three, which is his worst thing. And if that makes him a better three-point shooter from the corner, great, because uh, he's bad at it. I don't understand why, but he's, like, super bad at it. But it's, like you said, it's such a detriment to his mental, especially coming from a place where he just won two MVPs of the championship in his league. And with Ivy, the whole benching at the beginning of the season maybe made him a better defender, but it went on way too long. <clears throat> like, way too long. So... I don't know. How bad does it have to get for Isaiah Thomas to come back? Are you that worried that worse? he might actually come back? Are you worried? Wait, which Isaiah Thomas are we talking about? Zeke, you did the head because <laughs> because every time every every time a team's in trouble, Isaiah Thomas is like, "Y'all need a guard," and every and the replies to that. <laughs> so I, I I had no idea. The Isaiah Thomas Dwight yeah. Howard uh, yeah. picture, like whatever. I was like, get this out of here, man. Dwight Howard look, wants to be on the Pistons. No, he wants to be in the Pistons. Like it's a different situation. Is it's so bad, man. Oh, it's funny God. that um Isaiah Thomas is kind of like taking a very similar route of like Ennis Cantor in terms of like trying very hard to make yourself relevant online. It's but like Ennis Cantor is like appealing to conservatives and Isaiah Thomas is appealing to teams that might need a guard. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, like he's, every he's time. Like starting fights with Becky Hammond online so that like maybe the, the Kings might like sign him to a 10 day. Dog, you, don't think, you don't think CPAC need a center who can't play defense? Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for those dudes, but at the same time, like, the dream is over. Is it? I, is it over? 
I feel I feel bad. I feel more bad for the Pistons players than like upset at them. I'm not like it's more like a lot of these players are being asked to do things out. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Side of their job description, I, I think, where it's like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you knew scouting a star and his brother. You knew scouting both of them that shooting was their weakness, right? So I, I love the Asar pick. I love the pick. I think they're like there's just the thing about hey now you have to put them in lineups where they can actually like showcase their strengths while they work on their weaknesses somewhere else but the Pistons don't have the personnel to do that because of the just the inactivity this off season and it's just like oh wow okay this is not fun What's the vibe like with the the team podcast? Like, what's the energy on a locked on Pistons episode these days? Are they do they seem? Do we need to take their shoelaces away from them? Like the guys who <laughs> like believe in Pistons, are they like? Bro, I, I, I watched I, I watched one. I watched one. I really don't. I'm not really really like a heavily heavy like watch a lot of sports podcasts. But like when I tune in, I'm like. I saw, a, I think his name is Ku Khalil. He was, like, talking about the Asar Thompson, like, thing where it's like, hey, whenever he's on the court, he's, like, standing in a corner where that's, like, a, clearly not his game. And it feels like there's just a, a, like, a kind of semblance, sorry, a kind of, like, hint that Monty Williams doesn't know what to do with him right now, which kind of just, like, feels so painful to, like, watch these minutes because you saw because we got to see him starting the season we got to see what he could do like he was i think for a week he was like third on the rookie ladder um there was like really cool flashes of like brilliance from him and it got us excited about the future of Asar thompson and we're like we don't like worry about the other stuff that will come later what you're doing right now is so impressive for a rookie. Like what your strengths are is really impressive for a rookie. But now you're just here like weeks later being like, wow, um, 11 minutes a game now. Cause it used to be like 30, 30 something, 30 plus, but now it's like 11. We're him, and Amen, him and Amen are switching places. <laughs> yeah. Playing livers 36 minutes, bro. <laughs> that that's the thing. is, And then other people on the Pistons, like they will either start or get big minutes, but it's like maybe Livers is the best practice player we've seen of all time or something. Cause I'm like, cause <laughs> there was, there was no, there was no, 
I never because Kevin Knox had a couple of good starts and he gets rewarded by then not being started for it just feels like he's just like experimenting even when stuff (laughs) is going well right yeah that's what that's where I'm like it feels like any progress that the Pistons make in one game or like or like hey this lineup worked let's never do that like that's what that's what it feels like in terms of just like what's going on it doesn't feel stable Monty got asked after the game about uh, his decision to start livers. He goes, I decided uh, the day before I didn't even think about it. And we're all like, we know you didn't think about it. Like it's <laughs> so obvious, bro. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy. You're starting a guy who's known for his three and D uh, and like, I'm sorry, Isaiah livers, but your three ball has been atrocious this year and your D is suspect and your rebounding is bad. You've made fewer, I think fewer three pointers than a SARS terrible percentage over the last few games anyway. So like, what what difference to make? So my when we come down to like the Ivy and Asar thing, you if you play basketball before, you know it is a game of confidence. Like being confident matter the confident matters so much on the court. So much is it's like crazy. And now you're putting these young players in a position where their confidence level is like a comedian whose name got left off the poster, who never gets booked anywhere else. It's just it's so so low. So it's hard to expect growth in that sort of situation. That's my big fear, I guess, with those two guys specifically. I, I think Ivy might, because he's such a hard worker uh, and he's like a coach's kid, he might be able to like get through it all right. We'll see with uh, with the SAR stuff. Guys, I got an outside-the-box idea. I'm looking at the Pistons me. roster. It is a roster with an unusually high amount of cool names. You got Jaden <laughs> Ivy. Killian Hayes, Monty Morris, like even uh, Marvin Bagley the third is like a cool name. Asar Thompson, Cade Cunningham. Can you get a cooler name than Cade Cunningham? That sounds like a fucking detective in a movie. It sounds like he <laughs> he he used to write shit for the Daily Bugle for sure. Yeah, and then you got <laughs> Isaiah Livers, which is just kind of a gross sounding name to me. <laughs> Livers, Ugh, that's not a fun nah, word to see? say. Nah. <laughs> what if you boot isaiah livers and replace him with a guy with a cool name that might fix the vibes on the team let me let me suggest uh yeah how about a danny avdi i love avdi yeah that's the thing it's like when people a lot of people a lot of wild (laughs) a lot of things are the pistons is that players will like make up like sorry uh, people on Twitter will like make up these like wild trade machine things. And I'm like, actually that's you're, I know you're joking here, but I would love to have this player on the team. Right. <laughs> like you're, you're, I know you're, I know you're joking here. I know the trade is successful. However, I would love to have Denny they gave us Skeeter. buckets. <laughs> Denny gave Denny, for... <laughs> Denny, was Denny just... looked like <laughs> in transition. Denny looked like, uh, out here looking like a LeBron, like Brandon Ingram in the transition against us, bro. I was like, oh. I was just imagining someone put Skeeter from Doug in the trade machine, and he was like, yeah, come on, what? Make him he, 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 he would give us 20. He would give us 20. And them baggy pants and them weird sweats he used to wear. Six, six for eight from three, two free throws. He would give us 20. You'd have to post three Hong Kong celebrations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I was currently Googling to see if Skeeter ever played basketball. He played basketball. 
He a hooper. He yeah, he hooped. Oh, yeah. Gerald, from, Gerald, Gerald from Arnold, 30-point triple-double. That's easy. <laughs> he had 30? He that's had easy. 30, yeah. 10, and 10 on y'all? Oh, with yeah, high school Brandon Jennings hair. Oh, my God. It'd be sick. Yeah, okay, trade Isaiah Livers to Nickelodeon uh, for... <laughs> For no, Gerald Nickelodeon's and doing too well to take out yeah. Livers, man. No, nah, well, no, nah, trade him, trade him a Cartoon Network, bro. That they hey, got the, they got the, they got, they got the, they got the cap space, bro. Livers, <laughs> Livers sounds like a bully from Ed and Nettie. He might be going to Cartoon Network. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, here I, I comes work, Livers. Work, uh, Everybody hide your bike. <laughs> Trophy, I got to tell you, I work uh, for uh, Warner Brothers uh, Cartoon Network and Where? their front office. They would never accept such uh, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm telling you, man. They, you'd be like, we don't have the money. <laughs> like, oh, I know you man. do, but that's all right. <laughs> Uh, Kofi, I want to play you a quick clip that I think um, sums up what your season preview uh, for the Pistons were in our annual season preview that we did. Um, and then I just want you to tell me if you if this is still oh, about man. how you feel. I, I think I remember what I said. I think I remember what Jeez. I said. Honestly, it was a oh, – well, let's see. Uh, of course, the soundboard stopped working. Great. Nice. Did this dude just did this? I got your back. Did that one work? <laughs> Harry, you got yeah, your own me. board? Oh, yeah, Harry. dude. I, I drop them. Harry, you showed up at your own board. What else is on your board? Um, Let me see a good one. What a do, How about that? <laughs> hey, that ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to, like, recall what I said, I think I remember saying that. It, Hold on. The let me record... try one more time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Nope, that did not fix it. Okay. Basically, okay. The, the clip I was going to play was, you do not care about the wins and losses so long as the players develop. I wanted to ask, do you, is that still how you feel today in light of three it months later? It almost seems like the coach watched that and was like, all right, yeah, I'll give everybody these bullshit minutes. Let's get <laughs> the bench. He, he said, bet. He said, yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> it, it's, oh, wild. it's wild how during this losing streak – to me that Cade got like better. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Well, like, it, it's and I feel like that's him playing back into shape after like missing a whole season and there's stuff Plus like gaining that. But, 20 pounds. Yeah. But that just shows how special he is as a player to me where, you know, this team is depending like Cade can't afford to have a bad game. Like there are other teams where like Jason Tatum could go 11 for 31 and the Celtics will still find a way to win a game. Cade cannot afford to have a bad game, right? So I like that he's been able to, like, still put up numbers through this and still, like, learn through all of this. I wish that they – I wish that the Pistons would also run, like, Jade and Ivy a little bit more in terms of, like, having him on the ball just a little bit, like, just enough, just enough because his finishing at the rim is really good. It's um, crazy and, and there are a lot of, and there are not a lot of people that can stay in front of him. Period, you know. So, uh, Killian, pass. All right. Um, why, <laughs> it's it's like my thing with Killian is that it's year four, and I'm just like, yeah. if, if not, because he he's had like some good like moments and stuff. But last year he, was probably his best year, right? It was his best month, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like a couple good months last year. Yeah, during 
I I think that now that we got Duran some ankle braces, I hope he's wearing them. I think that we'll be on the right track. Um, I don't know what to do with Wiseman, man. I feel like he just need we just need to give up. Like that's the thing. I feel bad because a lot of people, a lot of players on this team need reps, whether it's the NBA or the G League. But like, there are too many of those kinds of players on this team for everyone to get the reps that they need just to like develop and get better, which kind of sucks. I see what you're saying. It kind of seems like. You know, this is the things that you always hear. No identity. They don't know how to play out a game together because they're so focused on development and giving everybody a chance. Like I would rather I would rather have Asar play 30 plus minutes in the G League than like 11 minutes in the NBA with this bench lineup that we're currently playing. I don't know if Harry agrees, but I would rather have a SAR. I would rather. I I think that playing a SAR these minutes, this level of minutes with the, the lineups that he's being thrown out with currently, I don't like it for him. My so my thing about that, I I disagree with Asar, and like I don't mean in like any sort of negative way. It's just Asar played the last two years in the G League, essentially. Like that's that's the same sort of situation. Like mm. I I just want to see him play NBA minutes against NBA talent and. In the G League, I mean, if you if you're on Twitter following like no ceilings or any of the people who like like report G League stuff, dudes are putting up like 36, 40 on like crazy shooting percentage. There's like no rim defense whatsoever. It's I think yeah, I yeah Paul would, Reed for the Sixers was a G League MVP and like averaged like thirty and fifteen. <laughs> so like right, the G it's, it's not it's, always yeah yeah. The, for, it makes sense for Wiseman because dude played like two years of basketball before college, one year of college or something like that. So he doesn't even have minutes in general. And when you're watching him play, I, and again, I don't mean, I, I hope he doesn't take this as an insult if he, if he listens to Airbud podcast, I don't know. Uh, but like, there are things about like basketball awareness that he just does not have. Asar has that. You could see it in the summer. Yeah. Like this dude yeah. knows where he's supposed to be. And that I, As soon as they drafted him, I was like him, and Cade are the two most irreplaceable players on this roster because jumble guards don't play like Cade that often. Cade's playing like Godzilla minus one, gets hurt and comes back bigger and bigger and bigger, just like nonstop. But he's going to lose eventually anyway. And then Asar, he does he does everything that winning basketball teams need except for shooting. And if everybody else on your team can do that shooting shit, then it shouldn't matter because he makes yeah. up the difference. So it's for for him don't play him 11 minutes just play him play him sometimes with Cade give the dude 20 minutes a game play him with Cade and if you're gonna put him in the corner shoot threes then you know what sorry just fucking shoot them non-stop just get your reps in in the end because you're gonna lose the game anyway so just put yeah. up the threes I don't care I'm, I'm yeah. with I'm with I'm with the play Asar a lot of minutes in the NBA. That's my that's my dream like that's my 100. let's get let's get back to the when the season first started that's what I'm like. I would rat like I like that. That's my first option. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I I saw him. So the last game he played like real significant uh, minutes was what that Indiana Pacers game at home when he played the four. Mm, is that when? Is, is that, that, that the? Is that the game where like it was like we're gonna experiment with uh, Sorry as a screener? Yeah, and then he like then I don't think Monty has revisited that. A Not what? And the dude, yeah, dude, put up like twenty. It, it's insane. You see things that work, and then you don't don't repeat them. It's it's yeah. so fucking frustrating. Yeah, it seems like this point, 
like at this point, uh, the Pistons season is a lost season, so why not just play Cunningham, Ivy, Asar, and and Jalen Dern together as many minutes as possible? Because that's, nah, that's man, kind we, of we the need, four we, you want to. We need that? Alec Burke. We need Alec Burke's thirty-two minutes a night, dude. What do you, what do you talk? <laughs> what do you mean, bro? I when I brought up Alec Burks on that Magic School bus, I know from following you, Kofi, Alec Burks is number one on your hit list. Al, Alec Burks, no, Alec Burks, and Isaiah Livers when they are when like it's it's sometimes it's the most like when they're to when they're playing together, they've had some like horrendous stretches, you know. And I think for me, it was the fact that like there are times during the streak where Alec Burks was shooting like 32% from the field. And I was on like, the no, from the field, like for the season. And I'm like, yeah, on yeah. the good day. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, yeah, yeah. there was like 20, 20% from the floor. And I was like, yeah. Floor. So, so that's where I'm like, okay, whatever. And, and livers was shooting like just as bad where I was like, okay, I know we're like, I know we are like clowning, not not clowning. I know that Asar doesn't have the shooting, but the way that these other two are playing right now, what are you losing? <laughs> That's what I was. That was my like thought process. I was like, what are you losing? These two KSU right now. Is Alec Burks what they consider a vet? Yeah, Alec on the Burks team, yeah. the all time like leader in like, oh my god. They signed Alec Burks. That could help our roster. And then three months later, you're like, I want that fucker off my team. Oh, oh I, I thought I that that there there's a whole category. I love that category. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like uh the Josh what's, what's the, the world? Uh, Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier. Fournier. Yeah. yeah. He sacrificed for his teammates, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, his, that's his story. Yeah. Okay. Does Ricky Rubio fall into that category? I don't, people love that dude. I don't, people yeah, love I that like, dude. I feel he, like he's too likable. Oh, uh, also announced right? his retirement this morning. By the way, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out, Ricky. Sorry to shit on you on your, the day you announced. Your <laughs> hey, brother, enjoy Spain. We know you listen. Yeah. Uh, before uh, the, before we wrap up, oh, I just want to ask you guys one last question. Um, two more questions, actually. Uh, one. So the the Pistons ended their twenty eight game losing streak. Uh, on December 30th against the, Rast- the Raptors, and they went on to lose two more straight. Um, would you prefer them to go like 500 the rest of the way and kind of wind up just like a mediocre bad team? Or would you want them to lose another 27 in a row and break the record for losing streak twice in one season? Which would be amazing. It, you want to go it, first? I'll go. It, it depends <laughs> on it. De- it like from a short term perspective, I want the five. But if if I was told that the long term perspective got a front office shakeup, if another like n- like losing streak got a front office shakeup, I'm like, hey, let's 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 make. But that's the thing. I I wouldn't expect. I like going 500 for the rest of the season isn't. I don't think it's doesn't even sound realistic because we have like the hardest strength of schedule left in the league and it's us, right? A lot, like a lot of stars have to align for us to be in the game and like, or like to win the game. So I would rather, I would, again, the wins and losses did not matter to me coming into the season. The development did. 
So I don't really have an answer either way. I just hope that the players at the end of the season have like made a couple of like improvements and strides. That's that's what matters to me the most. I say break it twice. Break it up. No, no, <laughs> no. Okay, so I I don't believe that breaking the record twice would do anything different about what's going to happen with the front office at this point. Like I just I don't. I don't think it'll have an effect. You already have, you already tied for the longest streak in mm. history. That's, yeah. that should be enough. And like, I've, I lived through the Lions going 0 16, and I cannot, I cannot keep having teams associated with my city that are the worst, that will be declared the worst all time. It's, just, it's so heartbreaking and it gets so friggin' tired. It took like 50 years for the Lions to get to an acceptable point as far as like in the media, right? And, if they if they play 500 ball the rest of the way, that means they figured out a lot about what it means to be successful, and that gives me hope. And also, when it comes to the draft, the people that the Pistons should be having their eye on are probably like number six, number seven, as far as prospects go. Uh, like uh, guys, they, tall wings they can take a chance on. So the having like a high lottery pick won't do anything good for them. It's not like it's like maybe you get lucky, but the draft is lucky for the most part. So. Who knows? I, I would take them going 500 the rest of the way. Plus, I got to watch all these games. I want to watch 50% more wins. I'm not going to watch 27 more losses while my fucking wife stares at me like, why are you doing this in bed? Matt, she's been begging me. So I so when they started their skid, we Shout just got married, got married on Halloween. Give it up for her. Congrats. Give it up for Thank you very much. Uh, And so we got married on Halloween. I got this tattoo. What shoulder is it? I'll show you. You guys can't see it on the podcast, but it's like the Pistons bad boy colors, and it's a skull bricking on the rim, right? They For the listeners at home, 29. it's actually it's Daffy Duck. It's Daffy Duck smoking a fat <laughs> You just showed us a tattoo. It's Daffy Duck. Warner Brothers, baby. Grabbing his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wait, that's, that's uh, Donald. Oh, you the wrong a voice. Daffy impression. Crazy. I went, I went for Donald. How dare I? Daffy, <laughs> Daffy's my boss, baby. Uh, <laughs> But like, so they started losing and I told, I told my wife, I was like, we haven't, they haven't won since we got married. And she's like, you can't, you're not allowed to talk basketball, anything anymore. <laughs> she's so mad about it. So I just don't, I don't want the Pistons well, you did kind losing of just blame to blame your life. team losing on your marriage. <laughs> I, I didn't blame it on the marriage. I blamed it on the timing. And I, that was my bad. I admit my bad is the whole thing. Blame <laughs> the timing. <laughs> the timing was bad. It was it was bad overall. I just I want them to play 500 ball. I want them to win some games, and I want them to figure some stuff out. And I want to see my favorite player play, which is a star. Like there's there's just no doubt about it. I, I I love watching the guy play. It's very fun to watch very athletic dudes do very athletic things on the basketball court. Mm, yeah. All right. Well, before we get out of here, I do want to check in with Harry. Uh, as long as as long as we've known you, uh, you you've been on <laughs> you've been on a <laughs> congratulations. You've been on- journey to return to dunking and i've noticed recently that you are uh you you put that back on your on your goals for this year right yeah man i'm on uh the the espn's uh 30 for 40 that's uh, my 30 inch vertical by the time i hit 40 uh in two years i've had like mad knee injuries uh but apparently nothing crazy detrimental i did do you guys know who the knees over toes deck guy is yeah no. uh, the a- atg that the TikTok guy, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. So I did his program 
uh, for like a year and a half, two years. And after two weeks, like my knee pain went away. So I was like, All really? Right. That's a, it was, okay. dude, it's, it's, it was crazy. Uh, Kobe, hit me up afterward. We'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, if you have, okay. like, and if, I do, if you're I old, do. I have, yeah, no, I, have run, uh, I have runner's knee in both knees. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about it afterward. And, uh, so now my sister-in-law, she bought, uh, me and my wife, this jumping box, you know, it's like one of the ones you like turn several ways, uh, to get over. So now that I have that and I've got like a matted gym, I can like actually jump without doing it on concrete, which, uh, that was the number one reason why my knees were injured. I was doing all this <laughs> jumping stuff on concrete, which believe it or not sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <Your knees. laughs> so, uh, we'll see. I'm on my third jump program right now. Vert shock. Let's give it up for them. We'll see if I can do it. And, uh, let's check back in in 10 weeks and we'll see where I'm at. Listen, I'm oh, going to yeah. be throwing you a lob opening night at the little Caesars dome. And then when the new and improved <laughs> pistons hit the floor next year, man, they, <laughs> I love it. Like for for a while, I was joking, but they got put me. They got put me on this team to see what I could do. And then after a while, I was like, "Could I actually do something on this team?" It's like yeah. so crazy. You guys to are think ready that that's for that's a like, possibility. Yeah, a thunderstruck like a Eddie type. You guys are ready for like a comedy movie type scenario, right? Contest oh, yeah, winner man. gets to play starting point guard for sure. Put me on there. Call me AK Seven Eleven. I'm in. I got the Russian look. Let's make it happen. I was gonna. I was gonna summon Mister. I was gonna summon Mister Ed out there, bro. I'm sure that Mister Ed would. Mister Ed in the paint. I might. I might be. I, I know. I know y'all don't expect me to pull out Mister Ed references, but I did. I grew up without cable. This is all I got. <laughs> Throwing that, that, passes that. to a horse. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nothing in the rule book says a horse can't swat <laughs> shots in the paint. Can you imagine a guy throwing an easy bounce pass to a horse? That's amazing. Yeah. They gotta put got peanut butter on his, his lips so he, so he can talk trash. <laughs> 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 they taught him how to say fuck out of here. Wow. <laughs> Call him uh, a ref a hoe. Guys, right before we wrap up here, uh, news just broke uh, from Woj. Golden State's Draymond Green on an indefinite league suspension since December 13 is expected return to the Warriors facility in the coming days to start no. ramping up to resume play again. Uh, his Green will miss his 11th game tonight, and conversations are still ongoing about when he will return from the suspension. His return is getting closer, though. I Man, forgot as soon that. As I, I got... forgot that. It's been that long. As soon as I pick yeah. up Kamingo off the wire, now they want to bring this fool back. Man. I think Man. I need to talk to Draymond Green's therapist because, like, three weeks will fix you as a person. Gotta yeah, go. I need that. Yeah. Can a therapist stop me from getting neurovirus? <laughs> it's called a doctor, Jamel. Oh. <laughs> Good to you, general practitioner. I'm sure they can help. My bad. I've been going uh, to the therapist. Before we wrap up. I'm like, Doc, I'm shitting my pants again. It makes me feel bad. Yeah. Are you thinking about your mother when you do that? Um, Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Harry, Kofi, let's wrap it up here. Where can we where can we find you online? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, you can follow me on TikTok at Kofi Y, Twitch at Kofi Y, YouTube. You can just type in Kofi, K-O-F-I-E. And then you can follow um, all of my other YouTube videos are on Secret Base. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's it for me. Nice, Harry. I, I recommend I recommend following Kofi. It's, it's great Pistons content and like it's all around it's cathartic. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm in it for the Pistons. I don't give a shit about your other content, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair. That's fine. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just get more than like, yeah. We just I'll act crazy. We just be. <laughs> yeah. uh, I so like. Uh, I, I'm I'm primarily in post now. I'm you know me COVID recluse at this point. Four years running, baby. Still haven't got it. Still staying away from everybody. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. But yeah, yeah. It's it's wild what impressive. wearing the mask and avoiding sick people will do, <laughs> like like was suggested. But uh, watch Bugs Bunny Builders if you got kids and you got Max or you got HBO. Uh, trying to get nominated for stuff for editing that. So if you can give it a watch, give me give me hired again. Uh, and if you like animation that looks like it's for kids, but it's definitely not for kids, then you can find me at HRMOROZ and watch some of the stuff that I do, uh, which is just a couple things a year. Uh, and if I ever get back into stand up, look for the name Harry. And uh, I don't think there are a ton of us out there doing that. Listen, don't come back, man. Just work on the no. Duncan. It's going to be way more lucrative than stand up, brother. I promise you. I'm not in it for the money, I'm in it for the love, baby. Okay. I think I would love dunking more than stand-up. Hell yeah. Oh, God, if I, could too, if I could dunk, I would never go to a fucking mic again. Are you kidding? <laughs> I feel like one slam dunk gives Tony you like still... all the fulfillment that like being a great stand-up would be. Do you if understand Dave if I could dunk, dunk? He wouldn't have all these Netflix specials. If I could dunk, I would, be, I would walk in a Legion Theater dressed just like Cat Williams <laughs> and, just, and just air fools out all night. I wish... I wish Cat Williams had aired out fucking Tom Gores for his lies on the Shea Shea Club. <laughs> Tom Gores said this is going to change the team. Read everybody else out. Can't we went an hour and did not talk about the Cat Williams interview at all. Honestly, we got to do a best. Patreon episode about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get there. You got to get yeah. with me and Rob about that because me and Rob are going to talk about that one. Uh, Jamel, anything you, you want to plug? Hey, I'm plugging the Airbuds podcast. Listen to this motherfucker again. <laughs> uh, I actually have stuff to plug. Uh, a movie that I worked on, uh, Destroy All Neighbors, is coming out next week. Uh, it is yeah. going to be on Shutter Streaming, but it's going to be in select cities and theaters at Alamo Draft Houses, uh, particularly in LA, New York, Austin, Chicago, El Paso, Houston, Raleigh, San Francisco, Yonkers, DC Metro, Northern VA, and San Antonio. Damn, uh, you're going to be at the one in my in Woodbridge. No, it's gonna, probably going to be I... at Woodbridge. Yeah, yes. tell your friends to go. Um, and then I think it'll also be playing at the IFC Center in New York. Um, and then if you're going to be at SF Sketch Fest, uh, go to the screening up there on uh, Saturday, January 20th. And then uh, the very next day, January 21st, Sunday, at the Elysian Theater in L.A., the Dead Pilot Society is doing a reading of a dead pilot that I sold a long time ago. Uh, it's going to be along with my co-creator and star, Open Mike Eagle. The cast is incredible. It's going to be fun. Go to Elysian Theater, find tickets uh, Sunday, January 21st. Jamel, you're playing a part in it. I'm in there. I will be playing yeah. uh, Black Man number four. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they got four. That's inclusion. Nice job, four of guys. them, I'm telling you, man. It's actually, it's an entirely black cast except for Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> so it's actually, okay. you probably will be Black Man number four or five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We love you. Bye. Now, see here, Tracy. It's impolite to slurp one soup. Hello. Sabadoo.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.